Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am your host. My name is Tack Van Sickle. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we put it on a hook, we throw it out there, reel it back in, wipe it off, and grip and grin with it. My guest is already shaking his head. On today's episode, we're going to look at season one, episode four, entitled Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Right. This is the catch and release special. <laughs> yeah, catch and release. Yeah. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be make for better comedy if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. And the voice you heard is my guest today. He's known for the very popular podcast, Fishner's Podcast, Clay Groves. Welcome to the show. This is the dumbest show I've ever been on. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I'm, I'm watching the Brady Bunch at 47 years old. I'm watching the Brady Bunch. And I'm taking notes of all things. I can't, nobody can make me do this but you, Tack. I, I can't believe awesome. it. Like, I, I, I hate you for this. Hey. It's a better response than I got from my first my first episode. I had a buddy of mine on, and uh, I was like, hey, I want you on the show. And he was like, well, what are you doing? I told him Brady Bunch, and he was like, fucking really? The Brady Bunch? I was like, I fucking hate the Brady Bunch. I'm like, well, you're watching it and coming on. He's like, all right. I got to be honest. I don't hate it. I've always loved it, and I, I watching it yeah. back tonight, I was like, huh, this is still pretty great. Like, I, I actually like it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't like you anymore, but I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your show. So it's the Fish Nerds. Uh, how long has that been going on? Uh, so the Fish Nerds started in 2011, but as a writing project. And when my book failed, the uh, publishers, uh, the book was about a quest to catch and eat every kind of fish in New Hampshire. And when the book failed, the publisher says, you're not reaching enough people with your writing. Why don't you launch a podcast? So you know, as well as I do, launching a podcast means you're going to re reach tens of people with a show. <laughs> so yeah. we did a podcast started in 2013. What is it? 2019 now. So we're six years old and wow. hundreds of episodes. And fish turns out there's no end to talking about fish. Like it just never ends. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. That's amazing. Yeah, someday so it's going to ruin my life, I think, for sure. So, <laughs> so you started podcasting when it was like really not cool at all like nobody was really doing it much back it, then it, 2013 yeah i got a secret for you uh tack it ain't cool now like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not gonna get girls by having the brady bunch podcast it never works no it's like oh, hey yeah. hey baby i make a podcast oh yeah you live with your mom or your <laughs> sister in your basement that's the way it's gonna be <laughs> <sighs> you're on to me oh it's on it's on <laughs> I, I you know I've, I've had a terrible night tonight so far trying to get recording and so i'm angry and right. so you i don't i don't make an angry podcast but i i yeah. feel like i can be angry on your show so yes um, please do whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever character you can't be on yours go ahead and be on this I, one. I can be i mean my show is my show you know what i want so uh, i make a show about fish tech uh, about fish, fishing, and eating fish. It's called The Fish Nerds. I am the chief executive fish nerd of The Fish Nerds podcast. And uh, we're actually trying something right now. We're making a podcast every single day for the whole month of November. And it's wow. such a bad idea. Like it's, <laughs> it's so much work to make a show every single day. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling just doing this once a week. Once a week's a lot. Oh, so, but you've got, you're on to something <laughs> here because Brady Bunch is going to be popular again. You know, with all the well, movies yeah, and... with HGTV and their whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you're on the you're cutting yeah. edge. <laughs> yeah, but I am going to run out of episodes, which somebody pointed out to me, which I kind of knew going into it, but I still got like the uh, the TV movies they did. I still mm-hmm. got the the movies that came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, you hey, plenty, there's plenty four of content, more episodes. and also same as buying a boat, right? The best day of your life is when you buy a boat and when you sell your boat. Best day, worst day. Best day of your podcast when you start and when you end. Two best days. So you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's been fun so far. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm loving it. Um, Let's see. So so the show is about fishing. It's about eating fish and just fish in general. Like you do like a lot of science stuff too, right? I do all kinds of stuff. So like I have um I have fishy ADHD. So I can't stay on a topic very long, so I do a segmented show. And I have correspondents all over the world who contribute stories to the show. So if you like biology, we're the show for you. If you like how to fish, we're the show for you. If you like to kill and eat fish, we're the show for you. If you like conservation, we're the show for you. If you want to talk about why you shouldn't fish, we're the show for you. Fishing is the dumbest sport on the planet. It makes no sense. (laughs) I'll talk all day on how dumb the sport is. But I love it. So we're the show. Even vegans. We have we have protesters yeah. who hate our show who listen every week to tell me how dumb we are. They love our show. So we're for everyone. Thanks for the downloads. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. great. Yeah, I listened to uh, one episode and you guys were talking about, I guess there's whole, see, I don't know anything about fishing. I don't know anything about fish. Um, I've never gotten into it. I haven't fished since I was a kid. And so I I was listening to the episode, and you guys were talking about, I guess there's a correct way to, like, grip and grin, hold a fish in a picture. There's a correct way. And upon releasing it, and I didn't get a chance to finish the episode, but you were teasing how, uh, like, does a hook, like, really hurt the fish? Like, is it really doing damage, like, long-term damage or what? Yeah, so... We have so that that show that show has very little involvement for me personally. I had we had two of our science correspondents. We had a National Geographic writer, Rhett Talbot, wow. and a fish biologist, Doc Martin, both discussing the science of catch and release. That is too smart for me. Like I'm the guy in the background making <laughs> fart jokes and making faces. They're the smart people on the show. Um, but you know what? Two weeks ago we had um, two weeks ago, two or three shows ago, we had a guy who wrote a book on fishing feelings. Like he wrote a, a whole book yeah. on fishing emo- fish emotions, which is complete bullshit <laughs> science, but way fun to talk about. So we talk about all the things. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I talked to uh, Doc Martin. I'm going to have her on here too. Oh, you'll so love her. So hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So yeah, you're going to love her. Um, and she, I mean, she's friends with with your old buddy from the Twisted Ten too. So it all yeah, comes yeah. Circle. I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. So I used to do a Twisted Ten with uh, Adam Poston, which I'm trying to get Adam to come on too. But that guy is like busy right now. All those babies um, he keeps making with his hot wife. Man, he <laughs> yeah. just... I don't know if he's figured out how that what's happening or how that happens, but uh, yeah, he's I'll, like you know, pushing we, babies out. You should write the recipe down for him and then say, "Don't do this again. Stop it." <laughs> Uh, I'll but, send some videos. <laughs> but that's where I found you guys. The Twisted Ten, I was a huge fan of your stupid Twisted Ten show, which is not around <laughs> yeah. anymore, and it breaks my heart, because yeah. like, I keep seeing you around, and I'm like, and Adam around, and I'm like, where's my content? Where's my damn show? 
and I get mad at you every yeah. day for it for not being there. I mean, <laughs> I like your voice in other yeah. places. I wasn't a fi- I, I wasn't a listener of pod, living podcastly, so I wasn't in my, my brain space there. But Twisted Ten was perfect. Right. It was a great show. Oh, thanks. Well, I mean, it is coming back, and you did an episode of the Twisted Ten as well. So, I mean, it's still out there, and Twisted Ten is coming back. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be a part of it. But what it is going to be, Adam and like uh, these two other guys, Josh, who was with him, um, oh. living vicariously with all of us. You've been fired. And I think he's bringing back somebody else too. Uh, the band broke up. It won't be the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to so, listen. I'm not. I'm going to burn my computer. <laughs> I'm out. Well, you know, I had to move, so unfortunately that's what, that, them's the breaks. Right, and it's so impossible it to record remotely, so there's no way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to do it one-on-one, <laughs> but if you have, like, a huge cast and you have one person, like, on Skype or something, it doesn't work. Ah, <laughs> so, well, that's, what a shame. Yeah. All right, so you kind of briefly touched on, um, like, your history with the Brady Bunch, you know, like, you grew up watching it, or? I did. You know, I'm older than you. I'm 47 years old. I'm not so, much further behind you. Yeah, I'm I, only. I'll be next month. I'll be 44. Oh, you're so, so. pretty, though. I look. I thought you were younger. So when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was a kid, I mean, same as you. Brady Bunch was in syndication already. It was in the 70s, and it was on every mm-hmm. day. Right after school, we watch it every single day. And uh, fun fact: in the in the 90s, um, I used to love all the 90s alternative rock bands. There was a band mm-hmm. called Eve's Plum. And I used to go watch them play all the time. And uh, Colleen Fitzpatrick was a singer. There was she was super duper hot. And this band was just kind of okay, but like I loved it, and I loved the name of the band. He's Plum, and I saw them play at the Avalon in Boston, and a few other cool clubs. Mm-hmm. They opened for like um, the Pixies, and for they opened for like um, Fear and other kinds of cool bands. Uh, and and so I love this band. And so like having a chance to even say their name out loud is fun because now I got a chance to do it. So. <laughs> that's cool and for our listeners who don't know who live under a rock like that's named after the the girl who plays jan brady whose name is eve plum so right. what a good name for a band eve's plum <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah i think i remember hearing the name back in the day but i don't think i ever put two and two together and i haven't even thought of that band name and when you brought it up i was like oh yeah i think i do remember a band named that yeah, you, if you yeah. listen to a few of their songs, you're going to go, oh, I heard this somewhere. You know, it's very like okay. background noise kind of. A, you, it doesn't have a lot of hooks to it, but you'll like it. So, All right, cool. All right, well, let's, talk about, let's talk about Brady Bunch. <laughs> All right, let's well, get in this. First things first, we do have to take our first break. This is where we take a break after we do our little chit-chat. So we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to get into it. And I'm excited. I hope you're excited, Clay. I'm so excited. We're going to do it. Yep. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a Brady Boner. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. 
Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow, I promise. I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. And we are back. Okay. We have the Brady Bunch Season 1, Episode 4, entitled Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Let's get into this. First, quickly, some facts about the episode. First aired on October 17th, 1969. Almost 50 years ago. I keep saying that every week. <laughs> um, it was written by Sherwood Schwartz and directed by John Rich, just like the other ones. You ready to get into it? Here we go. The breakdown. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Fade in. We got Alice is cleaning the kitchen. Bobby comes running in saying he fell off his bike and he skinned his knee by hitting a banana, which I thought was really I, weird. I love the banana bit. Like, so he comes running in. His knees tore all up. He hit a banana of all things. And so I'm immediately thinking Mario Kart. Like, I'm, I can't. I just imagine. <laughs> but but he's coming in and it's a great setup and. There's, there's actually blood. If you look close, yeah, it's a, his, his pants are torn all the way through, and his blood. And how old's Bobby supposed to be? I'm guessing like maybe seven, seven. Eight, so, maybe? so you've got a kid, right? Yeah. I don't care how tough your yep. kids are. Seven year olds cry a lot more than he did. Bobby is tough <laughs> as nails. So, well, this is the you know sixty nine nineteen seventy. So it was a different breed of kids back then. That's right. They grew them <laughs> tough. Yeah, badass Bobby. <laughs> yeah. They were dodge tough back then. That's right. Yeah, my, my son now, I look at him wrong and he starts crying. So That's right, yeah. yeah our, we, we're raising a bunch of wusses. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well. Our kids will never know the pain of a good skin knee. They were like, well, I won't put no. you. We're going to put a helmet my on you. We're going to put knee pads on you. We're going to teach you to watch out for bananas. But Bobby, badass. That kid can ride a bike. Yeah, I bet he popped wheelies on his banana seat. No problem. <laughs> Whoa, banana seat. Bana- oh, there's a connection. <laughs> all right. So Carol comes in and asks him what all the commotion is about. And Carol tells Bobby to come upstairs because she'll help clean him up. But he declines. He's like, no, Alice has got this. Right. She has always gotten this. You know, Alice. And, you know, so Alice realizes that Carol may feel left out. So she tells him that he needs to go upstairs and let his mother take care of it. And he's like, oh, but why? And he's like, she's like, but nothing. 
Get your ass upstairs and stop being a dick. So right. I wish he, he had said that. Don't be a dick. Go upstairs to your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene, Carol is cleaning cleaning up Bobby's bloody ass knee in the kids' upstairs bathroom with Jan and Cindy are just watching, which is I don't know, weird. Well, I guess. there's so many kids; they're always watching everything. And I mean, it's <laughs> at that point. I mean, she must be like new in the marriage, right? New living in that family, and she must be thinking, "Why do we pay this lady?" Like, why am I doing this? Don't we pay someone to do this, this garbage? If you listen to other episodes, we go all into the how Alice is just an employee. She gets too involved in the family. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't give the parents their phone messages when the school calls about their children. You know, it's a whole thing. It's going to be a constant problem. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Cindy comments and says, you sure don't bleed much. And Bobby yep. says, I could bleed more if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Want to watch me bleed. <laughs> That's 1974 right there. Oh, my God. That kid. He's badass. I'm telling you. <laughs> you want to see blood, baby? Badass. <laughs> I'm going to show you some blood. <laughs> All right. So the next scene is Mike's in the kitchen calling for Alice. You know, he's the man in the house and he needs a button sewn, so he's well, going to call it, his employee. By the way, by the way, Mike never stops yelling, walking around the house yelling. <laughs> Every scene, Alice! Alice! Or Carol! Carol! Just in this he, episode, like, yeah. Every single sure. scene. He just walks in. All, every scene opens with Mike yelling some lady's name. Guy's useless. <laughs> What are you talking about? He's an architect. He brings it. He's what he pays for the party. Come mm -hmm. on now. I guess you got the money. <laughs> you know, hot young wife. You know, he's probably he's glad. He's a trophy wife. I, do you ever wonder like what, what the other Mrs. Brady looked like before she died? Like, do you <laughs> well, think they he... show her picture in the first episode. That's I'm, it. I miss. Is she hot? Uh, not really. Yeah. So he must be okay <laughs> with it. He's like, all right. Well, you know. Next. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> 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 he does a lot of off off stage uh dialogue yeah for yeah. sure yeah well, but then, uh, so he needs a, he's complaining he needs a button sewn back on a shirt because he has to get ready to leave to go to a meeting mm -hmm. and alice realizes you know she's like sure no problem and then she's like wait a second you know carol may carol feels useless because you know yeah they have like a live-in maid or live-in housekeeper but yet like Carol doesn't work. She, she's a stay-at-home mom. Right. Well, she should be doing all this shit. Well, as so, as a as a uh, as a married guy, I'm going to tell you, the only way my wife feels useful is when I make her do stuff for me. And so I sometimes <laughs> I'll just pull buttons off my shirts on purpose and say, "Wife, <laughs> you got to leave the room first and then would, call for." Would you mind uh, sewing a button off my shirt? <laughs> And she's like, oh, I'm so happy to feel yeah. useful. Like, I can't wait to sew a button on your goddamn shirt, you dick. Like, there's no scenario where that's a thing. <laughs> right. Oh, thank God. I was feeling useless sitting here binging my shows. Yeah, I know. I, you, know, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was reading a book and having a good time until you came along with your stupid shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So she tells Mike that she doesn't have time for it. I don't have time for it. You know, go ask your wife, you know, <laughs> she doesn't do shit around here. I do everything. So she tells him to go find Mrs. Brady. I bet she could do it. Mm -hmm. 
So the next scene, we got Greg and Peter are in the backyard, and they're fighting over a baseball glove. You know, I guess Peter thinks that Greg st- stole his baseball glove. I don't. I'm not, not a sports guy. That may shock it, some it, of you. It doesn't. But matter. like, it, it doesn't. None of that matters. But like, he, he's got a glove. Like, can't. Like, I understand that gloves look the same, but mm-hmm. like when you had it for a while, you can tell which one's yours and which one's it, not, right? It, so, how old do you think Greg is in that scene? Uh, well, I think he is 12? 14. 13, 14? Okay. And and how old is, what's the other kid? Uh, uh, the Peter? Peter. Peter's middle, probably middle. 12, maybe? So, all right. So, I have a 12-year-old and 9-year-old daughter. Tonight, they had the exact same fight right before we watched this show. What? I'm not even kidding. It was a, well, it was a different fight, but the reactions, the drama was the same. They were outside. <laughs> I keep, I raise chickens, as, as everyone knows. <laughs> and my kids are out in chicken coop trying to collect eggs in the dark. And my younger one wants to do a thing with a flashlight, and my old one doesn't. So my younger one throws a flashlight at my bigger one. <laughs> and my bigger one picks it up and throws it back at the younger one. And they come in, and the fighting and yelling sounded just like just like uh, Peter and Mike. It was exactly the same thing. <laughs> Only it wasn't over a glove. That's it was crazy. over a broken flashlight. And <laughs> I had to like do the dad, you know, pretend mad dad thing as opposed to like, I, inside I'm laughing, but outside I'm like, I am very disappointed in you guys. <laughs> yeah. and they're all crying, and I'm like, oh, let's I'm go. winning. I'm so let's winning. go watch Brady Bunch. Yeah, and it's time to watch the Brady Bunch and learn how to parent properly. <laughs> so, GL for Alice. 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 <laughs> Carol. <laughs> so, so kids are going to fight about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. They love to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So Alice goes up to them and tells them they need to knock it off. And that she sends them straight to their mother. Like, you need to go to your mother about this. And they're like, but mom doesn't understand our fights, which I thought was a funny line. Well, I mean, it's uh, you pointed out in previous shows, like they've only been in that family for like four episodes, right? So even uh, calling her mom that soon is pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was brought up in the last episode, too. Like, the girls are already calling him daddy. You know, it's only been, like, a few weeks since they got married, and I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> there's, there's a lot <laughs> of right, weird so in this, this show. Scene, <laughs> do what? There's a lot of weird in this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much weird. Now, the boys are upstairs showing Carol the scene of the crime as to where the baseball glove was before it was taken. And all of a sudden, Carol walks about six feet to the left and, and asks Peter if this is the glove that he's looking for. And it was, apparently it was just sitting on his dresser. Or? Well, who keeps gloves in a dresser drawer? Like, she opened up the underwear drawer and handed him a glove. <laughs> this is so weird. It's so bizarre. I don't I don't know. I don't own a baseball glove, so I don't know where I would keep it. I, I mean, I'm not a sports ball guy, but, like, I would not, if, if I was, like, I, I, like <laughs> I don't keep fishing gear in my sock drawer. You know, it, it, I, it's the things you use every day. <laughs> but I, you know, well, I mean, I keep my podcast gear in my drawer, so well, I mean, but, I had to go get it before you, we started. But so. you're homeless; it doesn't matter. <laughs> Air listeners don't know that they, they do now. <laughs> Tack, right, so Tack is recording scene. from the uh, streets of Virginia, just wandering around. Because he's gonna, his, his, plan is, his plan is to get rich from podcasting so that he can get back on his feet again. <laughs> yeah. He has no idea. So, <laughs> yeah. so go to my Patreon. <laughs> I make $60 a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, Sorry, Tack. Carol comes running down. <laughs> Carol comes running down and tell Mike the good news. That for the first time, the boys came looking for her when she when there was a problem, and she comments how cool it was that he asked uh, that they asked her to, or that he asked her to sew the buttons back on, and she says the first time she felt like a wife and a mother. First time she felt like a she has three other daughters that she raised. <laughs> My other kids are invisible. <laughs> they don't don't she have three so daughters? Yeah, yeah, but you know, they're the girls, so. My previous husband <laughs> never busted a button. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. First time I felt like a wife too. Like yeah. good God, what did your husband do? Like Yeah. Pooping out geez. three girls didn't do it for her. But uh <laughs> pooping out. <laughs> <laughs> she'd been married for three weeks and you know she's already yeah uh, alice is overhearing girl. all of this and she smiles um and we talked about this on the previous episode how alice is like the puppet master like she like just like all, she has the whole family just she just makes them do whatever she wants and she'll withhold information and watch them flounder no pun oh, intended she until she finally decides to give them information she she's so happy and she, she really is in control of the whole family and i i <laughs> think she's got a, a real thing for uh for mike you know and think so <laughs> and you know i i always wonder like in that interim time when mike's wife died and he was single with three yeah. boys. Was there like one night where they had too many glasses of wine? <laughs> and Mike yeah. was like, eh, well, Alice! <laughs> <laughs> and he maybe went for it. <laughs> you just never know. Like, that's real life. Yeah, yeah he's like sitting there, you know, reading the paper in the living room. And Alice comes walking. And he's like, did you put the kids to bed? The boys are in bed? Yep. Why don't you come sit down over here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your uh, house dresses for a little while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're You're a bad we man, Tack. You're a bad human. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby and Peter are fighting because they threw mud on each other. So Alice tries to solve the problem, but then they ignore her and start calling for Carol. So now the kids... You know, it was kind of funny because now we're starting to flip-flop here. So Carol... When she first initially, Bobby, like, shunned her away, was like, you know, Alice has got it. You know, Carol was like, oh, I see, and did, like, the biggest guilt trip ever and just walked away. And now Carol, you know, now Alice is like, no, go to your mother, go to your mother. So now for the first time, they are going to their mother, and now Alice is like, oh, I guess I'm nothing now. And I'm like, you you told them to do this. You like, did this to yourself, lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She I just likes drama, it. you know. It's all about the trauma. She's, she's, she's trying to trauma. Uh, but the other thing is, like, the like I've seen their their astroturf yard. Where are they getting mud? It's <laughs> a good point. It's on the other side of the fence. Yeah. I guess I don't know. <laughs> just a bucket of mud back there. Hey, hey, kids! Just in case you need it, we keep mud in the garage. <laughs> So Greg comes home and immediately asks where his mom is. So Alice is like, what's wrong? And he says that he's having a problem with math. And Alice tells him that she may be able to help. Hey, I can help. And he's like, nah, mom is pretty good at that kind of stuff. So I, once again, I believe Alice that. And, and if Alice out. was great at math anyway, would she be a housekeeper? 
I thought the same thing. You thought the same thing. You're sexist, horrible human. You should not think that. <laughs> well, I mean, I just expected Greg to go, you're good at math, and just kind of looks at her and is like, okay, housekeeper, all right, employee. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm going to go get you, mom. You could be a housekeeper and do math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to be able to take inventory of your bottles of bleach. You got to yeah. be able to count all that. Oh my god! And then, you know. But you know, but 19, <laughs> we're talking nineteen sixty nine. It was a different time. Yeah, like a modern. All of my jokes are. Yeah, yeah. All of my jokes are like based off the time period. Like, I'll call Mike the man of the house, and it's his law, his rules all the time. But it's not my beliefs. It's 1969, 1970. Right. So, so when you're saying sexist, horrible things, or when you're being your racist, normal self, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the time. It's not me. It's the time period. I'm yeah. in character. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a knock at the door, and it's the mailman. Uh, he has a package. For the Brady boys, he says, uh, Alice says it's most likely most likely the telescope that she helped them order. So she's all excited. She's like, boys, boys, come down. The telescope is here. And then they come running on. They're like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, well, let me help you open it. And they're like, nah, we're going to take this and go show mom mm -hmm. our new telescope. And they're, they run upstairs yelling for mom. And Alice, once again, feels left out. Oh, poor Alice. God. I know you think you would you know, if it was my job and I had less work to do <laughs> I wouldn't bother me I'd be like all right bye like yeah. I, like my day job I'm a grant writer right if someone came to me and said hey Clay I wrote the grant for you I'd be like thanks like I would not feel left out I'd be like all right well, that's awesome you guys thanks here's a card thank you for less things for me to do she's like oh I want more to do She's not make any sense. It's crazy talk. I don't get it. And her job is basically twenty four seven. The only time she gets off is when she goes to sleep. Sleep so, or when she has to go know. to the go to the butcher and see her boyfriend. So. <laughs> yeah. Or she asks time off to go hang out with Sam the butcher. Sam so, the butcher, the meat man. Yeah. Slips him slips her his meat. <laughs> so Carol walks into the girl's bedroom because the girls wanted to talk to her. Uh, Marsha says that there's something going on that they don't understand. So Marsha asks, how come the boys are more important than we are? Oh, I caught this. They started, <laughs> they started accusing her of spending more time with them and that she likes the boys better than them. Like, right. Come it, on. And, and Carol says, I love you more, you know, as much as anybody and all this stuff. And we're all just one yeah. big happy family. <laughs> and the girls are like, you just met them. <laughs> they didn't say that but they would have no in real yeah. life real life would yeah. have been like you know what you you know them like three weeks stop it <laughs> like my dad died like how about a little attention to me because i need something because my dad died like how about a hug right. how about acknowledging that i miss my real dad he's not my real dad he's not the boss of me where, where is that see the, like they never mention like the dad, the original dad, um, but they did in the first episode. They talk about the original mother. So right. Mike's wife, they do discuss. They have they do not mention Carol's ex husband or whether he died. I have no idea. Or he like, she she never maybe had she, one, and and she had what? all those kids out of wedlock. <gasps> the sin, <laughs> <laughs> and she kidnapped the, the children oh, away from the father. That's right because he was abusive. Oh, we we need the prequel to the Brady Bunch. 
That's what we need. We need like <laughs> we what we happened do. the month before they met. The murder spree <laughs> that Carol went on. Murder. Like her husband <laughs> said, Carol, one too many times. Carol, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's the real story the girl, here tack like, you're, you're 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 walking away from the story <laughs> nothing else matters anymore what matters now is what happened to carol's husband let's find out what happened he's missing and he needs to be found <laughs> that's right we'll never see him again we'll never we'll, we'll never know oh, <laughs> mr carol where are you <laughs> we don't even know his last name no. Oh, my God. I think we know her maiden name, but I don't know if that was her old Mary name. I'm nope. trying to remember what it was. I don't even remember what it was now. It does say it in the first episode. It means he's dead. Someone <laughs> killed him. He's been offed. But anyway, she loves her so, kids just as much as these kids she just met. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. yeah. She goes, and I love you. And then Cindy's like, we love you too, mommy. And then what do they have like a tickle thing or whatever? And they like, they hug and they all fall to the floor and it's like sweet. It's so wholesome. Stuff. Yeah. Well, this makes me stop thinking about Vietnam. That's why I love this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the next scene is Alice is cooking in the kitchen. She seems to be thinking hard about something. Oh. And Mike walks in. Wait, wait, stop yeah. for a second, because this is an important scene here. The really okay. important thing is what is she cooking? I figured it out. I watched this scene back in oh slow motion <laughs> two or three times. Do you know what she was yeah. cooking? No, it looked like bo just boiling water. She was know. cooking water. That's exactly right. <laughs> she was turning water from cold water into hot water. And I, I'm pretty sure that's where the real sneakiness comes from. I think it's that changeover. <laughs> when you turn water from a liquid to a vapor, right? that's where the evil is. It's right there. That's <laughs> where the evil is. Yeah. I think it looked to me like she was just pretending to be busy. Like she was like fumbling around with pans too. Yeah. And like, oh, look how busy I am. You know, <laughs> yeah. I need a raise. Well, and, and not to <laughs> mention, I mean, did you look in the cabinet? No. Oh, this is important. I, I watched this very very closely. Okay. <laughs> that cabinet is so well stocked with generic canned goods that they <laughs> are awesome. ready for like if, if there was a nuclear war. Did I say nuclear war? <laughs> they would have everything they need. That cabinet is full up. You know, so they're they're ready. They can boil That's water, awesome. open cans, and there's like <laughs> twenty boxes of the exact same cereal in that cabinet. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. The details <laughs> matter. So she, the details matter. <laughs> it does. So Mike walks in and asks if she can speak to him and uh, Mrs. Brady later. She's like, I need to speak to you, Mrs. Brady. And she's like fumbling through these pans, dropping them, and because uh, she's got something on her mind. Mm -hmm. So the next scene is Alice standing in front of them while Mike and Carol are sitting on the couch. You know, like, she's going to do this, like presentation or whatever uh she tells him that her aunt needs her to come and help take care of her in seattle and how come like in tv shows like if somebody's lying they like fumble like so much she's like um uh in uh seattle yeah yeah that's it like who yeah, talks see, like that seattle, yeah um you know <laughs> yeah, is, see? Is, so so those people like like i mean you're probably pretty good at lying right well i yeah. don't do it 
that much. So, I mean, I can tell you, like, I can say I'm wearing a blue shirt right now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not. It's navy. Uh, and so when, when I, <laughs> like, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm a terrible liar. I, first of all, I have bad memory, so lying doesn't work for me. Second, I do what Alice did. I drop pots and pans. I stutter. Like, if I knowingly lie, I fall apart. You know, once in a while, I'll lie on accident. And then it works yeah. until I have to repeat the story later on. But Alice is like spot on bad liar. Like, she just drops everything. <laughs> yes. But Terrible. it's, you know, but her acting, you know, it's, it, if you want to go back to that decision making scene with it, where she's boiling the water and you really watch mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like four or five seconds of her going, and, and I'm going to make the faces, but it's a podcast. But her, she <laughs> just pauses and she looks and she smirks. And she shrugs, and she looks to the left, and she smirks, and she shrugs. Like, it's like <laughs> miming decision-making. So, it makes sense that if she does that when she's not talking, when she's lying, she also has to exaggerate what she's doing. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I hate that I watch this show this closely tonight. I, it no, bothers me great. that my brain that's is all over this. <laughs> it's your fault, Tack. I, I like you less every minute of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is good, because we've still got a little while to go. All right, let's do this. <laughs> so Mike asks if she's leaving, and she says, yeah. Uh, they suggest that, well, maybe she doesn't have to leave. Maybe she can just take a couple of weeks off. Right, separation trials. Um, yeah, so Mike says that she doesn't uh, want... Mike says that he... Mike says that she doesn't want her to go. I wrote this all weird. Mike <laughs> says he doesn't want her to go and that she's been with him and the boys for a long time. And she actually says it. She says she's been with him and the boys for seven years. Actually, it breaks it down to like minutes. But basically, she's been with them for seven years. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. So I guess like uh, Mike's wife passed away about seven years ago, I'm guessing. So how was Bobby? See, that's exactly what I have in my notes. So, and in the pilot episode, it was specifically Bobby that had a picture of the mother and was like, I want to hold on to this, but will it hurt Carol's feelings? And he's like, not at all. But then if it was seven years ago, Bobby must have been one or two. Like he would have zero memory of his mother. Like he would have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense now. Of course, we're speculating that he hired Alice after she passed away and oh. didn't need her or use her when they were together. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I, she's been there the whole time. She, Alice <laughs> so. killed his mom. <laughs> I'm telling you, these prequels are so important. They have to. <laughs> I do want to see this now. Now you're like, this is definitely getting interesting. Yeah. So, It'd be really yeah. fun to watch the, that fulcrum swing from like... The evil world, the Brady's, to this wholesome world, and then you watch them in the 90s, where they're like on crack. So you have that whole thing. (laughs) Oh, man, Alice, yeah, Alice murdered her. Murder. Meanwhile, Carol was like kidnapping her children and possibly murdered her husband. We don't know. We we will never know. Man. There's a lot more story. I want to see this prequel. Yeah, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so Alice says that she's going to leave tomorrow night. She's going to she's going to hit the plane south. And Mike's like, south to Seattle? Hmm. And she's like, oh, well, you know, planes, you know, they go south before they go north. And, you know. Well, and, and I don't and, I don't know where where the Brady Bunch lives. 
I think it's California. It's got to be California. I think we're in California. Yeah, some universal lot. (laughs) So when she she says uh, planes fly south to go north, Mike's like, that checks out. That makes sense. So Yeah, we're getting that break. So this right here, this brings us to our next break, or our last break, really. So, man, we got a... This is a fascinating tale. And I I don't know what the kids are going to say or think about this Alice leaving, but we're going to find out after the break. I I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will be back. If you haven't checked out a Very Brady Podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a Very Brady Podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally, or a Very Brady Podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. And we are back. So Alice is leaving, Clay. I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> it's so sad. Poor Alex. <laughs> I mean, the girls have been with her for three weeks. I know. And they got to be hurting from this. Well, if you ever met a girl, they get attached real fast. <laughs> that was sexist. <laughs> Don't say things like that, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless they're my girl. I can't seem to keep a girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, many, uh, so, so many things I want to joke about. I'm not going to. So. No, I can go for it. Say, say whatever you want here. As long as it's not racist or sex. Well, sexist, we're going to go Just for it. Just don't be a racist. I won't be racist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think it's impossible not to be sexist. I, I don't know, I don't know that it's possible for, like even, like even if you're like, I don't know, anyone's not sexist, whether you're male or female. I think it's impossible. I think we have, yeah. we, we categorize I mean, especially, people. Yeah, you offend anybody these days by saying anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it up. All right. So here we are. Where are we at? So the boys are in their room trying to go to sleep at night. And the boy, or Bobby asked Greg if Alice is really leaving. They begin to discuss how they thought that she would never leave and they don't want her to go. And Greg says they need to act more like grown, grown up men. See, let's take a page from Greg here. Grow up. Stop backing. We're not little kids anymore. Stop being a little pussy. Oh, basically boy. is what he's telling him. <laughs> That's tough. I and, mean, uh, but you wonder if Mike was thinking about, well, you know, he pay her like, you know, dollar an hour. She's gone. <laughs> if she's gone, do we get to keep that money? <laughs> I don't think you put that together yet. He's like, I can get my boat. Yeah. I could have a boat. We lose Alice. <laughs> Boat. And then Carol, Carol's like, Carol, well, we're, what getting, we're getting a pontoon boat. <laughs> and Carol's like, well, who's going to do all this stuff around the house and he, deal with the kids? He's like, you don't have a job? Uh, you. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, like, like, like Alice makes sense if both parents are working. Right. <laughs> but if you have a stay-at-home mom, what is she doing? Right. Besides putting on cute oh, dresses. I mean, gosh, she puts on cute dresses. <laughs> I might just put that out there. I didn't notice it when I was a Go kid. Ahead. But Florence Henderson puts on cute dresses. I'm going to tell you that. That's her job. Oh, it's a good <laughs> job. She's great at it. Too bad her, hu- too bad her husband's gay. <laughs> Doesn't appreciate her. Yeah. All right. So there's a knock on the door, and the girls walk in, and they say they can't sleep because... They were going to miss Alice. Um, like I said before, the girls only had Alice in their lives for a few weeks, and they're already upset where they can't sleep. And Well, they have uh, they have this, so because they lost their dad so young, they have this true. attachment issues. And so they get really into- They have daddy issues. They've got daddy issues, and so they need their people around. They have trust problems, so yeah. that's why they got so attached to Alice, you know, Yeah. so they need her. God, Alice is being a dick. I know. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in your life forever. Oh wait, never mind. No, you. But yeah. the secret comes out here because you know she's just gunning for a raise, but it's pretending not to. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Right. So Greg gets mad at, at Marsha and says that we don't want to talk about it. You know, just go back to your room. So the girls leave and. Uh, so that's the end of that scene. By the way, by the way, in three more years, Greg will not send her back to her room. <laughs> this is true. Like, girls, get out. Except you, Marsha. Marsha, we got to talk about something. No, it's kind of funny. I was watching an interview, and it turns out they were all, all the kids were dating each other. So of course it was they like, were. like in the age groups. So it was like Marsha and Greg were dated for a while, and so did Peter and Jan. And uh, Bobby and Cindy kind of did. But they were little. They were little, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they messed around a little bit. It didn't last very long, but they did kind of like cutesy dated for a little, very short time. Well, of course they did. They're humans. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, so, they had opportunity. <laughs> Mike and Carol are in the bedroom, and Carol says, it's just not going to be the same without Alice. So Mike says, well... I can't believe you said this line. Well, we can't make her stay. Abraham Lincoln put a stop to that. I know that. And it's funny because I was listening to your last week's show and you were talking about Alice <laughs> being a slave or an indentured servant. And now, like Sherman, whoever the writer of the show, recognized it Sherman and wrote it into the show. Yeah. God, he's like, well, we can't make her a slave thanks to Abraham Lincoln. Right. But you don't like, oh see God. is the deleted scene where they have some compromising <laughs> pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, that blue dress doesn't do justice? Uh, no, it does. For, for me, that blue dress does everything. Everything. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It might be the vodka I had tonight. It might be that I've been married 15 years, but I don't know. Alice has it kind of happening. What the hell are we doing? Why are we making this podcast? I hate you. (laughs) So, so... You know, at the time they were in bed, they were trying to go to sleep. The lights were out, and that's when Carol says what she says. So they lay down, turn the light off to go to sleep. But then Carol jumps up, clicks the light on, and exclaims that, you know, she doesn't believe the whole 
ant ant story being sick in Seattle. You don't believe that either, do you, Mike? And Mike puts his foot down there because he's the man of the house. Right. And so they'll talk about it in the morning. Right. I just want to sleep, know. woman. Just let me <laughs> sleep. And she's like, well, doesn't, um, oh, so she shuts the light off and they lay back down. And then after another, you know, man is finally trying to get some sleep. He's got to work in the morning. She didn't have to do dick in the morning, so she don't care. So Carol turns the light back on again and asks, doesn't it seem strange that she's never mentioned an aunt in Seattle before? And Mike says, well, I have an uncle in Albuquerque, and I've never mentioned that before. So, <laughs> so he's already keeping secrets. He does have his secrets. And a fun fact is all dead ants are liars. So, you know, that fits right in with the storyline. <laughs> so he begs her, he's like, can we please, I need to get some sleep. Some of us have to work in the morning. And then he like just stares at her. No. <laughs> so but doesn't he, doesn't he night, work in the house? Like, doesn't he work from home? No, he works. You know, we talked about this before in other episodes. So he brings work home with him because he has a lot of, he's got sketches and schematics he has to do. So he brings a lot of work home with him. So later in the night, some time passes, and this time Mike suddenly jumps up from bed, clicks the light on, and he says that he realized that when they got married, it doubled Alice's workload, and they never even offered her a raise. See? And that's probably all they got to do. Right. And they're like, that's it. We just got to give her a raise. And then it immediately cuts to Alice going, nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, but she's lying. She's a goddamn liar. She's- she she knows she can just push us a little bit further and get that raise. Told you. She's a puppet master, man. She, She's she got is everybody. Working oh, only, only you want to double my salary? Yeah, that's not why I'm here. You think it's an accident that she started dating the butcher with a family of nine? Come on now. I, the butcher. You want to know what happened to that's Carol's not husband? an accident. <laughs> well, not just that, but they get like free meat for like a huge family. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident that she started dating the butcher. Perfect. So, um, so she's like, no, um, I don't need a raise. I just have to go see my aunt, my aunt in Sacramento. <laughs> and Mike's like, Sacramento? What? And then, yeah, what? Now he's kind of on to her. Mm-hmm. So the next scene, Alice is packing in a room with all the kids watching. Nobody's helping, but they're just watching. And Peter's asking if she's really going to leave. And Cindy comments how she was just beginning to know her, which that's fair. Right. Well, she's little. She's she's young enough where she's beginning to know everybody she's ever met. She does. She's little. Everyone's new to her. <laughs> she's the shy one, the youngest one in curls, and she's probably the last one to really start speaking. Right. Because you know? yeah, she's, she's shy. She's, she's, she's um, a kid. Yeah. And here, here comes a good joke from Cindy. So Cindy asks... Who Adel is that oh. she was going to go see. You said you're going to go Greg see Adel. <laughs> Who's Adel? <laughs> and Greg says, no, it's Seattle. It's a place like Mississippi. Who's and Mississippi? Cindy says, <laughs> Mrs. Who? Mrs. Who? Mrs. <laughs> uh, very, very good writing. I bet in the writer's room, the one guy who was there was like <laughs> high-fiving himself. You guys, I said Mrs. Who. What? No one? I... It's funny. It's going in the show. Or my name isn't Sherman. (laughs) Sherwood. Sherwood. Whatever my name is. He's been drinking a lot. (laughs) I feel like that's actually what he said, too. I've been drinking a lot. Shut up. I've been drinking a lot. It's going in the show. Where's my bourbon? (laughs) 
<laughs> I need bourbon and bitches. <laughs> Where's my bourbon? Alice! Alice! Carol! <laughs> and she actually has Alice working on the set, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next scene, the phone rings in the media room, which is what we decided to call that room. And Carol answers it. She finally does something around the house. And it's for Alice. So <laughs> shocking it was for Alice. <laughs> So she calls for Alice. Alice, it's for you. You know, I mean, you should just be answering it anyway. Alice picks up the phone. It's her some friend of hers, I guess, Myrtle, whoever that is, on the phone. Worst and she's game telling ever. her that she's <laughs> Yeah. She's telling her and she's finished she's just finishing to pick up, you know, packing. Meanwhile, Jana Marsha are eavesdropping from outside. You know, they didn't mean to, they just happened to roll up and they can hear Alice on the phone. They meant to. Talking about Huh? They meant it. That was on purpose. Yeah, they're, they're girls. They're, they yeah, are they sneaky. They're so sneaky. <laughs> and so they overhear Alice tell Myrtle on the phone that she's leaving because she just doesn't feel needed anymore now that Mr. Brady is married. And so they're like, ooh. Dirty. So they immediately run to Carol, which is nice. They didn't decide to, like, just keep it to the kids. You know, that's... Typical Brady fashion, it was, she would run to Greg with it, and they're like, ooh, well, we need to come up with a kid plan and not tell the parents anything. But they didn't. She actually went straight to her mom and tells her what she just heard, and Carol, like, scolds her for eavesdropping. You shouldn't be eavesdropping, but what did she say? Right. You know, she but was it really, was it. it good eavesdropping or the bad kind? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, Mike says that she needs to tell her that uh, she's needed, but Carol says telling her wouldn't do the trick. They'd have to show her. So once again, now we cut to the parents' room, and it's a big family meeting. You know, my got Mike and Carol up there with all the kids around the bed, and uh, they come up with a plan that that. Uh, with the kids that they're ready to execute, you know, the family's gathering together to trick their employee, right? Which is hilarious. And well, sticking sure, with sticking you know, with the Brady theme, as much lying as possible uh, in every yeah. episode. Like, how can we lie and manipulate each other <laughs> to get what we need? I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure every episode of the Brady Bunch is the entire theme is <laughs> lying is good. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know the plan. They just, he just does the typical, you know, you guys know what to do, right? Yeah, sure. You okay. Then let's go. You know, ready, set, Brady. Go, go you know, team. I don't know. Montage time. Go team. <laughs> Hashtag Brady is what I heard one of them say, which is weird. <laughs> um, so uh, Carol walks into the kitchen to find Alice on a step stool arranging the canned goods. I guess this is where you saw the canned goods? Uh, it must have been. I can't remember where I saw them, but I remember seeing a lot of them. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, she's like alphabetizing them or something. She tells Alice that she needs to be packing and not to worry about that kind of stuff. And uh, she tells Alice that her and Mr. Brady have a formal business dinner they're going to go to later. And Alice asks, well, what? Are, who's going to feed the kids? And she says, oh, I'll take care of that before I, before we go. And she's like, okay. And so Marsha comes in and says that uh, she's going to be late for her club meeting and she needs to bring a cake. So Carol rushes off to take Marsha to that. Alice asks about the dinner for the kids. Carol's like, no, I told you to take care of it. Don't worry about it. Go pack. And just before they leave, Alice realizes they forgot the cake. So she runs over. You forgot the cake. And they take the cake with them. 
So they're really showing Alice here that, you know, hey, she's needed. Right. Without you, no, we'd no. have no cake. <laughs> she would go to the club meeting without a cake. Your worst day ever. She would probably be, yeah. yeah, and probably excommunicated from the club. Who knows? Whatever kind of club it was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Mike calls down for Carol. <laughs> Carol! Carol! <laughs> because he can't find his tuxedo. Where the hell is my tuxedo? Where's my tie? <laughs> yeah, Alice says that she'll take care. Uh, she'll take care of it. Mike rushes down and asks. Now he's yelling for Alice. Where's Carol? Um, and Carol went. Uh, sorry, Mike rushes down and asks where Carol went because they are running behind schedule. It's like where'd she go? We're running behind schedule. Alice says she. That uh, he just needs to take a shower and she'll start dinner for the kids. Not to worry about it. Somebody goes upstairs to shower. Peter comes rushing in the living room, calling for Alice. Mike says that Alice isn't... Oh, yeah. So, on his Mike's way up the stairs, that's where Peter runs in, calling for Alice. Mike says, Alice is not at your beck and call, and she's, and she's trying to get ready to leave. But Peter says that Tiger, the dog, has run away, and he can't find him. And Mike says, tough shit, because he doesn't have time for that. Yeah, who has time for you? It's a dog. We'll get a new one. We got plenty of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alice says that, uh, oh, I'll find Tiger. But he insists that she doesn't need to 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 do that and just go pack. You're leaving, remember? Well, but she knows go where pack. Tiger is. He's with that poodle next door, you know. <laughs> you yeah, you right. know. And she did say, oh, yeah, I know where he is. He's yeah. just probably across the fence with that yep. little hot little poodle next He's door. He's making yep. some mutts. <laughs> she probably set that up, too. She's the yep. puppet master. Yeah. She probably arranged that. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Peter also says that Mike needs to go pick up Greg from his friend's house. And Bobby and Cindy are fighting, basically showing there's a lot going on and showing how much uh, Alice is needed around the house. So a little bit later, we see Carol setting the table for dinner. And Alice asks why she doesn't uh, let Carol feed the kids. Did I say that right? I don't know. A little know. bit later, Carol's setting the table for dinner, and Alice said, oh, Alice is asking why Carol won't let her feed the kids, and Carol says that she's supposed to be getting ready to leave. So here we go. Here's another next favorite part. Mike calls from upstairs to Alice. Alice! <laughs> Alice! Alice! Because <laughs> he can't find his tie. Alice starts to head upstairs, but then suddenly the phone rings. She stops to answer. It's Greg needing to be picked up. Oh, my goodness. Then Jan asks, you know, it's craziness. So then Jan asks, well, well, who's going to pick up Marsha from the club meeting? Because remember, she went to the club meeting with the cake. And so. It's chaos. Oh, it's geez. chaos. Without Alice, this will never work. I know. <laughs> what were we thinking? I don't. Yeah. Give, give that lady a raise. <laughs> Mike enters in his tux. Peter and Bobby rush in covered in mud and get Mike's tux all covered well, in mud. Back up a little they bit. They must have been uh, in the back garage. Back up a little bit because you're not <laughs> yeah. addressing the best part of this whole scene. Okay, and good, that's good. Carol, go. Carol's dress. <laughs> she was, Everybody notices the wardrobe except me. Oh, my God. Oh. This dress, it came like barely past her waist. And it had like ruffles, like three rings of ruffles. It was shaped like a like a pink Christmas tree, and kind of cute. Like I'm gonna just say it. Yeah. Like 
Like I'm like doing her job. I'm like like Mike's dressed up, you you know, normal guy, and she's like going to a different party. Like there's there's no way they're going to the same place. Like she's got she's got like junior prom dress on, and she's a grown lady, (laughs) and he's going, you know, like to a proper dinner someplace, like different dates (laughs) that night. well, it's a it's a fake date anyway, so maybe they didn't discuss on their lie. Whatever, but I'm I mean I, I'm into that dress. I'm all in. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's every day nice. is Christmas at the Brady House. I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> I might put a present under her tree later. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> stupid, stupid vodka. <laughs> so, Mike. Oh God. Okay, so Mike and Carol basically tell her that she should be happy leaving all this craziness in this house behind her. She should be. But Alice asks, <laughs> but Alice asks if it's okay if she postpones the Seattle trip for a while. And uh, they they say how happy they are if she stays, or happy, happy they would be. But then Alice says that since they're all dressed up, they should actually go out. She knew the whole time that they were acting and trying to get her to stay. Puppet master man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, she knew. There, there's going to be someday we're going to find out the real story of Alice, and she is dark, and I like her. <laughs> yeah, yes. like she's got it all figured out. <laughs> Alice says her excuse was, "If you went through all that trouble to prove I'm wanted, you really got you really got to mean it. You must mean line. it. And and the way they're going to prove it is with that raise." You know that that they promised her, and if you had a thing, you can show me. About. Yeah, yeah. You can tell me all you want, but you got to show me. That's right. Alice agrees to stay. Mike announces to the kids that she's going to stay, and once again, the kids, like in another episode before, they all simultaneously yell, "Yay!" yay. Like that was their word, "Yay!" Like the director said, "You just yell yay." Right. Like, should we yell something else? Like, no. Everybody yells yay. Right. And I, I like don't think I've ever heard script. a kid yell yay. <laughs> That's how I wrote it in the script. Yeah. Didn't I? Alice! Alice! Carol! <laughs> I wrote it in the script this way. Yeah. Yay! Hurrah! You know, well, this is back in 1960s, so Sherwood Schwartz didn't actually type the script. He had like a little secretary there. Right, yellow legal pad. Like, Take a letter. <laughs> Take a note, Mark. And then the kids yell, yay. Yeah. Like, yay? Like, yeah. should I write yay? Yeah, yay. Yay. Y A Y. He's chain exclamation. He's, he's chain smoking in the boardroom. Woman, <laughs> don't question me. Drinking bourbon. Get all I'm sure when fucking Schwartz. Yeah, I invented this goddamn show. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> Secretary. Secretary, where's your little dress? <laughs> Where's your little dress? And where's my second bourbon? I need Alice! dress up as Carol. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So Mike and Carol come downstairs in the morning, and they start requesting all this shit for Alice to do that day. You know, and Alice just like whistle blows, like, "All right, knock it off," and tells him nobody wants to be needed that much. <laughs> and then she smiles. They all laugh. They do a freeze frame. Now they didn't do a freeze frame, but they should have. They should have. Freeze frames are really powerful. I don't think they came through until like the early 80s is when the freeze frames really caught on. No, but you know, editing TV shows in the 60s must have been really hard. Like right now, like it'd be so easy to make that show. But like, 
if you think about For it, sure. there's a lot of pieces to that, a lot of puzzle pieces to go together, and they're cutting actual film to make those things. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard work. <laughs> Hey, trust me, I know I'm a filmmaker. It's so easy for me to edit like on my computer, on my Mac and all that. Yeah. I can't imagine having to go through like the actual film and you look through this little tiny monitor. Yeah. And then you're like, that's good there. Get the scissors, clip, yeah. tape. And if you think about it, like watching that show back, I was thinking, does this really feel that dated? And the only thing that dates that show is a little bit of sexism and the telephones. Like <laughs> telephones. Like it wouldn't be hard They're to close. make a modern Brady Bunch and make it work. Yeah. Well, they attempted that. Like what in the early ninety, late eighties, early nineties? That show, Step by Step. If you remember that show. Oh, I didn't think about that. They should. They yeah. they made a mistake by not calling it the Brady Bunches or something similar. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, they had <laughs> Suzanne the Summers on the show. She was kind of hot back then. I can. I haven't watched it. Never saw it. Uh, it was like it was stupid, really cheesy, like one of those um, TGIF, like if you remember that, like yeah. ABC Family kind of. Well, we sitcoms. weren't we weren't ready for it yet, but now, now we're ready. Now for we're it. ready. Now we're ready. Let's get it. Let's make it happen. And uh, that's the end of the episode. What? Um, then the we talked, fades out. We we the... spent an hour talking about a twenty-one minute show. That's yeah. genius. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> it's good times, man. Good times. I guess so. <laughs> Every episode, I have a blast. Yeah. Uh, and I just read. I just write down what I see. I'm like the secretary. Sherwood Schwartz, the secretary. I just take I take a letter. I watch and I take notes. And then I re- rely on my guest to add all the color. I, so. did, I, I did all the work. <laughs> you are all are, the are you the Alice just of read. Pod- podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> Puppet master, See, you're like you did work. <laughs> you did all this work and didn't even know it. I tricked you. I know. I, I look at look at these notes. I took notes. I got I pages. Do you have of any them. of those notes that you needed to share? That did I skip you? I didn't mean to. Oh no, no. I they're all jokes. They're all like one lines reminded oh, me to make a joke here and there, and I I hit. Good, good. I nailed every one. I'm going to say that. Except for, oh, good, good. well, except for the third half. I I got a little drunk and then I couldn't do it. <laughs> all right so clay where can our listeners find your show where can they get a hold of you whatever it is that you want them to do now's your time to plug oh it, so you find my show anywhere you find podcasts it's called the fish nerds so whether you're on you know i don't care if you're at apple or pandora or spotify or the interwebs everything is fish nerds we're at all the places and if you can find this Brady podcast, you can find, you can find <laughs> us. We're we're all the places, so you will find us. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, right now we're doing an episode every single day for the rest of November, and uh, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And and tax gonna be on our next episode, so you should totally listen. Oh huh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So, anything exciting coming up with Fishners? Like, do you have any contests or anything going on? We got a contest right now. We do a call-in contest. Um, you can call the Fishners hotline six zero seven three seven eight fish six zero seven three seven eight fish, and you leave a voice message for us. And right now, our contest this month is people are telling us the most most unethical thing they've ever seen while fishing. And if they tell us a good story, <laughs> they can win a prize package, and it's a lot of fun. I, I heard that, and I, I thought of one story that I saw somebody do. I don't know if it's, I don't know how unethical it is, but when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. So I, it was probably the last time I went fishing. 
um, which was, I must have been like 12, 13 years old. And um, and I was with the guy that took us fishing, and <laughs> and we're pulling in this these catfish, and then, you know, he's taking them off the hook and throwing them back, right? And so, <laughs> I guess he hates catfish. Is that a typical, like feeling people have about catfish well they're like there's typical for fisher people to hate specific species of fish not typical not for me but but mm-hmm. but the classic fisher person there are everyone has their trash fish and so catfish <laughs> yeah. could be their trash fish. that's kind of what he said he was like referring to them as if like they're like the cockroaches of, of fish you know he's wrong so he like takes his fish off the hook and instead of just like putting it back in the water he kind of throws it up a little bit and then punches <laughs> back in the water and i i don't like seeing animals get hurt so i was like oh my god yeah. i was like what are you doing he's like oh, i just i don't like catfish i'm like that seem i mean is that something worthy of like a call in for absolutely your yeah you should totally call that in <laughs> that's perfect that's a great story <laughs> there are there are so many people who would do things like that to fish and they don't think anything of it yeah so yeah do it call it in <laughs> all right um all right. Well, I guess that is the end. Uh, unless you got anything else to add, I, I think you covered that show perfectly. We now know the evils of <laughs> Alice. We know Mike's secret kinks. We're super curious about the prequel. What happened before the Brady Bunch? What happened to Carol's husband? And where is yeah. he now? Like, is he still alive? Is he dead? Is there only one dad? We will never know. These these are the questions that we we ask the tough questions here. Yeah. We have and, more, uh, more we questions answers. than answers. We have, yeah. <laughs> My ultimate goal is to actually have one of the Brady kids on this podcast. So, do it. Anybody can make it happen. Offer crack. That's what I'm shooting for. Uh. <laughs> 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 <You> think so. <laughs> See, you know, it's it's like people like you comments like that, and like my first guest. You know, I'm never going to get them on here because <laughs> people keep them. He was like, why they hire the worst actor acting kids ever? They're all horrible. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to get them on the show eventually. <laughs> well, maybe they got better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they all had successful careers. Um, Every one of them. Doing more Brady stuff, <laughs> I guess. Do, I mean, except for Florence, <laughs> except Florence Henderson had a successful career outside the Brady Bunch. Did anybody else? Um, I mean, Mike was successful before the Brady Bunch as an actor. Uh, well, yeah, he was like a dramatic actor. And well, he made, that. but successful. Yeah. He made more money from the Brady Bunch than anything else. But did uh, yeah. did he do more stuff after that besides a bunch of guys? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he died pretty shortly after, probably within ten years of the final episode. I did, think, didn't so. didn't HIV get him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's sad. I thought he did a a fantastic job as the dad. I thought it was really, I think he did a good job. I've said that before. I I like him. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked him. I always liked him. Yeah, well, why are you bad mouthing him? You should say nice things. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Clay, well, I want to thank you for coming, man. This has been a blast. Oh, man. Well, definitely, I'm going to ask you to come back yeah, probably eventually. Well, I'm not. I regret this already. So I, I'm sure I said dumb stuff <laughs> that I'm going to hate that's living on the internet now. So thanks for nothing, and uh, you're now dead to me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.
I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by. I certainly appreciate it. And hey, guys, you can contact me at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email or you can give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901. And I'll play it on the show. Head on over to the merch store at TeePublic. The link is in the description below. You got to check it out. We got t-shirts, coffee mugs, pillows, uh, stickers, magnets, and uh, several of the designs I designed myself. So check it out, guys. Also, join the Facebook group. It's called the Very Brady Facebook group. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Post whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until next time, I've been Tack and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day.